When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with everybody today. Um, Here's the deal. We've got so much stuff going on today that I'm pumped because we've got two giveaways. We only had one scheduled. This is our fifth giveaway in four episodes. It doesn't even make sense. So first off, I want to say thank you. To everybody that's showing up, this is incredible. Um, one, it's just draft season. This is my favorite time of year. If you've listened to me as a guest on some of the other podcasts, just understand this. Draft season is what gets me going. My very first episode was just after, this will be five years after this draft. So we've been going strong for a while. I think we're at like 470 episodes or something. Something just stupid, astronomical numbers. And it's a great thing. It really, really is. But the things that I could take away is this. Draft season is the time of year for everyone to feel excited about their team. Because it's hope. You know, going to the draft is one of my favorite things. And unfortunately, this year, we're not going to be able to do it. Um, you know, I don't get to be there in person and made quite a few in a row, but because of COVID, you know, silver lining, we get to be with you guys. We're going to be broadcasting live through the draft days one and two nonstop, uh, before the first pick through the end of the, uh, you know, the last pick we're going to go through, uh, first and second day. And so that's great news. And so I'm excited just to keep building these relationships with you guys. And what's better way to do that than to give a bunch of stuff away? So the hat giveaway, all you got to do is the hashtag CC. We're giving away a Fred Warner jersey. If you do not follow me on Twitter, this is thank, uh, This is all due to, we got an awesome sponsor and they're incredible. I'm a big fan. Um, all you have to do is head over to my Twitter right now. So do this now. You can do this on your phone while you're listening. You can do it on your desktop, whatever. Um, all you have to do, go to my Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. You're going to see this live feed. Retweet that with the hashtag 
All takes all day. That's all you got to do. Do that right now. I'm giving away this Fred Warner jersey halfway through this episode. Now, what's this episode about, mind you? Oh, guess what? It's about a 49ers mock draft through four rounds with trades all over the place. I'm bouncing up and down this draft board. I'm going to explain why we got clips as always. That's what we do here. And it's not so much, you know, pigeonholing these specific players into the 49ers. Not that I think, you know, I'm going to get all these picks correct. That's not what it is at all. But what it does do is it helps us understand the positional value at all of these different places and kind of what that looks like. So as we go through this, it's not so much about the individual themselves that we're looking at. No, no, no. That's key. But it's much more about just, man, this positional value. If we go here in the second, what does that leave us in the third? What's the fourth look like? Where's the value there? How is this going to improve our roster? All of those different types of things. So, again, um, now is the time to pause. Head over there to my Twitter account, at JL underscore Chapman. It's my pinned profile tweet. Uh, and then you're going to see the feed there. Retweet that. Hashtag all takes. That's the, uh, What's it called? Sorry, I apologize. All takes all day. That's all you got to do. And I'm seeing a bunch of people have already gotten those in. That's incredible because here's this awesome new site. It's called Here is the Take. Amazing site. Go check it out. Here's the Take.com. A lot of great content. And so head over there. Again, I'm seeing a lot of the people flood in. I love it. Get those entries in. We will be giving that away a little bit later. But let's go ahead and give our first giveaway away because I freaking love it. This is for the hat. They're a third hat giveaway in three episodes. All compliments of a Patreon subscriber that just wanted to spread the love of the faithful. That's what we're about, baby. Stay strong, faithful, as always. Here we go. Hat winner from the hashtag countdown crew goes to... I'm going to mess this name up. <laughs> I'm going to mess it up bad. Um, Adro Reeves, baby. A-D-R Reeves. Congratulations. Reach out to me on Twitter or email at JL underscore Chapman. Uh, email me 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I need to get your information where to send this bad boy. That's what we got. Now, as always, we're going to be taking questions the whole time if you're listening live. And I do want to say thank you to everybody that is listening live. This is awesome. This is what it's about. And if you've got you know some information that we want to talk about, put that in there. Tag me and we can get to that. So real quick from Eddie, he says, you think now that Atlanta is joining the Niners and Patriots for two pro days, you think there would uh, would be a traded up between the Falcons and Patriots? It makes a lot of sense. Do the Patriots think they're as close as can be with their roster? I don't think it is. They got a lot of players back. You know, the Patriots were on the COVID thing. They got hit worse than everybody with opt-outs. Signed big time in free agency. They need a quarterback. Obviously, you got Cam there. But yeah, I don't I don't think they're, you know, going to where they want to go with just that. So we'll have to see what happens. I think the Patriots are going to be one of the most aggressive teams in trading up. I think four is a little too rich. I think if somebody, you know, falls, that's going to change that. But we'll just kind of have to see what happens there. Now, let's jump in. Here we go. I'm excited about this. This mock draft is going to take some time. Because I, there's a lot of moving parts. And again, we're just doing the 49ers. I'm not paying attention to everybody else. You know, first two picks, it's what it is, right? You got Trevor Lawrence, you got Zach Wilson. You're sitting there at three. We've talked about this so much, and we're going to keep talking about it. I watched more Mac Jones film this morning. 
just because, again, I want to dive in and know everything there is to know about these three quarterbacks, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. Obviously, I am not very high <laughs> on Mac Jones. Uh, that is to put it as kindly as possible. Uh, that's just not exactly what I'm looking for. Now, um, you know, whenever you're looking at that, and again, at number three, I think there's a lot of guys that you could go with. There really are. If you touch Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I'm so pumped. I really, really am. Do I like Trey Lance more? Would I prefer Trey Lance? Yes. I think he has a stronger arm. He's younger. I think he ran a similar offense. I like his pocket presence and how he doesn't take hits or sacks very often, never turns the ball over. I love those things. But if you're asking me who I think the 49ers are going to pick, at number three, I'm taking Justin Fields right now. It just makes too much sense. Way too much sense. You have the Kyle Shanahan relationship. He's big into that stuff, man. Uh, you know, worked with them at the quarterback collective. Best accuracy, number one out of this draft class. It's not close. Justin Fields' accuracy is top-notch. Athleticism, yeah, I think, um, you know, him and Trey Lance are kind of close. But yeah, I have no problem if you say Justin Fields is the most athletic. No worries about that at all. Athleticism, cleanest off the field. I think Tr Justin Fields and Trey Lance, they both have it. Because, again, you look at Justin Fields. He was accepted to Harvard, Duke, Northwestern, Vanderbilt. Uh, that's from Kevin A. Molina, one of my buddies on Twitter. I saw that, put that out, double-checked all those. Yep, it, they offered scholarships. This guy is absolutely incredible. One of the kind of off-wonderlick tests where they go through and, you know, basically it, it's a to schedule and understand intellect. Justin Fields scored the highest on the test that they have ever given to an athlete. The kid has it. Again, I think I would prefer Trey Lance, but man, I would love Justin Fields. I really, either one of those two guys, it is a freaking home run. And so I thought I'd load another clip. I haven't showed this one yet. There's so many. <laughs> There's so much film on these guys. I'm up to like 40 or 50 clips. And, you know, shout out to Juan Salas. That dude's just a freaking man uh, chopping up all this stuff. Really, really appreciate it. So here's a clip of Justin Fields. Um, man, just a bomb. Just a bomb. So just get it to him. Nice play action there. Eyes downfield. Gosh, hold the ball a long time. Got it to him, though. Was it a catch? Did he get inbounds? They're going to give it to him. All right, let's watch this one. couple things I like. One, he gets through some progressions. couple things I don't like. Waste too much time. See, you can see here he's looking to the left side. This guy's wide open. Um, he's open as well. I mean, just guys open everywhere. But he's going for the big play. Now, he has it. Get the ball out of your hands. You know, a little bit of a delayed whatever and takes an unnecessary hit. Amazing arm strength. I mean, again, he lets go at the 46. Where's the ball come down at? Right at about the 6. So, yeah, you got a 40-yard pass there to the opposite from the opposite hash to the sidelines. It's nice. You just got to get rid of the ball faster. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. I mean, that's about over three and a half seconds for sure. Now, he, he gets the big play, and that's huge. You like the footwork in the pocket. You can kind of see him bouncing around. Oh, they called it incomplete? No, they gave it to him. They gave it to him. But watch his footwork in the pocket. I mean, he, he's, he's gliding and creating. You like that he climbs the pocket. That's good as well. 
Man, gets through his progressions good there. Left side to the right side. Uh, he's got to play behind a good offensive line. He has to. And so a couple comments, you know, as I'm watching that video again, because now I'm breaking down my analysis of the analysis that I've already done, and it's it's awesome. You've got to constantly recycle and go over this stuff. There are some of the things that Justin Fields does that is just unparalleled. It's incredible. He has C.J. Beathard toughness in the pocket, which is a, is a blessing and a curse. Because he takes hits. His entire mentality is, I can take this. I'm going to hold this ball for as long as I can to make sure my dude gets open. And a lot of that attributes to his accuracy. And he can take a beating. You go back and you watch that Clemson game. Good Lord. But you don't want your quarterback taking that many hits. And so he moves in the pocket, but he is never scared to throw the ball as contact is coming. You know, if you look at where, and again, these are not even close to the same quarterbacks. You look at Tom Brady in his, you know, 42, 43-year-old season. If anybody's close to him, that dude's throwing that ball in the dirt. It, completion percentage be damned. He doesn't care. He doesn't want to get hurt. Now, Justin Fields at 22, obviously, it's going to be a little different. A way, you know, bigger body. He's, he's ready for all those things. He's younger, whatever else. He has to tweak some of these things. That has to be there. But the accuracy is there. Scott, I, I see, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper Jr., which I was the biggest Mel Kuyper Jr. fan ever growing up. I remember watching him from a very, very young age. The draft is what got me into football. You know, I grew up in Texas, so we were playing football uh, from as young as I can remember. But the draft was everything to me. And one of the person I talked about the draft more than anybody was Mel Kuyper. So yeah, I grew up loving this guy. And, you know, here's your question, Scott. Mel Kuyper Jr. is doubling and tripling down that the 49ers are going to take Mac Jones as three. Is this his pride getting in the way or does he have an invisibility cloak? Here's the thing with Mel Kuyper Jr. No connections to teams. He's just a guy. And I'm not, I don't mean that as an insult. He puts in his work. He knows everything about every single player. He's not necessarily, you know, a talent evaluator. He's much more of a encyclopedia. He he has the breadth, <laughs> the breadth. Uh, I'm trying to say that right. Texas speak comes out slow. Uh, he understands all of the different people. That's kind of what he does, and everything about him. It's it's. I don't care about Mel Kuyper's takes on his rankings. Don't care about that at all. So you take this for what it is. You read and you listen to Mel Kuyper to find out about these third-day guys that most people don't cover, that you haven't watched film on. And that's kind of what he does. And so don't put stock into what these guys are doing. Um, is there a possibility of 49ers take Mac Jones? Yes. That is in the cards. Does it make sense? No. Has it been leaked out? Hell no. And so they're all going off of Chris Sims. That's fine. Uh, you can do all those things there. Um, not too worried about it. I'm seeing some Jadavian Clowney stuff uh, in the chat. I don't care where he goes. How many sacks did he have last year? Oh, yeah, zero? Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm not a Jadavian Clowney guy. Um, he, I think he's had two good games in the past three years. Sad thing is, one of those was against the 49ers, but that's okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't really care about Jadavian Clowney. I don't want him on this team on a league minimum deal. I, I, I'll take that back. I would take him on a league minimum deal, but he's all hype. I'm good. Um, question, 81 greatness. If Zach Wilson is on the board, do the 49ers take him instead? I think they entertain it for sure, but I don't think that's going to be a possibility. I know the Jets are going to the Justin Fields 
you know, um, pro day and all that stuff. No, I, I think picks one and two are in the books. And the draft starts at three. 49ers are going quarterback. I know some people are trying to talk themselves into Kyle Pitts and things like that. You don't trade that up for that spot, uh, for that position. I know even if Kyle Pitts is the best tight end in the past 20 years, it's it's it. it I, you don't do that. You go get a quarterback. <laughs> you go get a quarterback, guys. <laughs> it's just it, it's what it is, Mister Superfly eighty seven. I'm with you. I don't understand trading up all of that to go get Mac Jones. You don't do it. You don't. Do it. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. So uh, Brunskill just signed his tender. Yeah, that was going to take place for sure. Brunskill and Colton McKivitz will be fighting for that guard spot. So let's jump in and let's talk about – and again, whether it's it's Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I don't care. I don't care. Either of those are home runs. Don't care. Um, I do consider myself a Trey Lance guy, 100%. I'm driving that damn train, baby. But – if it's Fields, I am so happy. You're not going to find anybody that is more happy than I am. Um, one more question on this before we move on through our mock draft. Uh, again, Mr. Superfly, do you think Lance or Fields needs a better offensive line? Every quarterback needs a decent O-line, um, but five Pro Bowl <laughs> O-linemen isn't a realistic option. It's not. If you just look at the two quarterbacks and kind of what they went through, it's pretty damn hard to find plays where Trey Lance gets hit. Does that mean he had a better offensive line? I don't think that it does. You look at Justin Fields, 31 sacks two years ago. I think he took 21 or 29 sacks in 2020. He gets hit. He holds on to the ball. There's no doubt about it. Both are very, very mobile. But that is the offense that he was playing in at Ohio State. It's an option-derived a wide receiver route system to where you have to wait and hold the ball and wait for the wide receiver to read the coverage, make sure the quarterback and the wide receiver are on the same page, then the ball comes out. So I, I don't think we have enough information to deduce that answer, to be honest with you. We really, really don't. Both of them are move a lot. One of the things I love about Trey Lance is he just doesn't take hits. He's very, very smart. The only time he takes hits is when they're designed runs, which he's not going to have a lot of in the NFL, and it's one of the main reasons why I like him. Uh, pocket presence, again, I go Trey Lance, just because people don't get close to him. He's holding at 2.9 seconds. Justin Fields, 3.1 seconds. Both are way too long, and I, I put that in the negative category for both of them. But Trey Lance just ain't taking those hits. So so that's kind of where I am with that. All right, having said that, I know we could talk quarterbacks forever. Um, I love it. So let's jump into our mock draft. We got Justin Fields number three. So let's just, we let the draft kind of unfold. There's a couple guys I'm watching, especially those top tier edge guys, Oziz, Ojalari, who I think is a perfect fit in this defense. You know, if Quiddy Pay or Justin Phillips fall, those are kind of the guys I'm watching. Uh, I'm not interested in trading up for a running back. Now, if one of those big three running backs, I know everybody likes Najee Harris, it, I, he's not my running back one. Guess what? He's not my running back two. He's not. He's my running back three, and I love that dude. But, man, I'm telling you right now, my running back number one, Tra uh, Travis Etienne, he fits Kyle Shanahan's offense to a T. He is designed. He's Jamal Charles. That's my comp for him. He fits what we do perfectly. Um, my number two, Javante Williams. Oh, my gosh, out of North Carolina, the most fun film in the world. 
Again, not that prototypical fit for the Kyle Shanahan offense, but I love him. He does everything perfectly on and off the field. You're not going to find a better player. Javante Williams had a 4.6 high school GPA, valedictorian, and he is just a monster. He's a monster. Uh, I love Javante Williams. If he's your running back one, niner by nature, you are correct. I don't think there's a wrong answer. It's very similar to the quarterback position. You got these three studs. I don't care. All of them are correct. They're, <laughs> there's no wrong answer. They're all awesome. Najee Harris, obvious, obviously, he's a different man. Najee Harris. Sorry, I pronounced it incorrectly. But anyway, I'm not trading up for one of them. If one of them is available at 43, where the Niners do pick, oof. Oof. I, I don't know. I, it would be fun. It would be fun. Uh, Kyle Shanahan has not spent on running backs at all. So I would like to keep that trend going. I actually like our running back room. Uh, Mostert, yeah, he, I know he gets banged up all the time, but when he's in, he's a difference maker. Kyle Shanahan has proved. Uh, he, Alfred Morris, I think, was the second leading rusher in the, in his offense. So it, you don't have to spend at the running back position. You know, I, I like Mostert. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. I'm cool with that. Jamichael Hasty as your four. Austin Walter as your four. Uh, your your four, sorry, Hasty would be your three. So yeah, you're gonna pick up somebody late, day three or undrafted free agent. Not quite sure I want to use that second round pick on one of those players, but if we do, ooh, that's gonna be fun. So as this is going on, Aziz Ojolari goes to 26. Quitty Pay went at 27. I started thinking about trading up for there. Uh, Matt Callaway, I saw you. I'd rather trade up for J.C. Horn. He went top 12, <laughs> so he went early in this draft. He was gone. And so I'm sitting there. Man, Caleb Farley made it to the second round. I'm not trading up for Caleb Farley. You guys know he's my number three player on my big board. I've got him graded higher than a corner has come out in the past four years. I love Caleb Farley. Uh, the last corner I had graded this high was Marshawn Lattimore out of o uh, Ohio State. So, like, I love Caleb Farley. The back injury, don't trade up for that. If he is there at 43, I'm okay with that. He went at 34, so I didn't have to make that choice. So now, after those guys are gone, there's still lots of key talent there. But I said, you know what? I'm taking my hands off the trade button. I'm going to wait and see. Because whenever I look at my big board, and again, it's still evolving. I'm going to release all of this in my draft book. It's going to be out probably Sunday. Um, all Patreon subscribers will be getting that. Uh, no additional charge. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you're getting my draft book. It's got my big board, all my first-round grades, second-round grades, uh, player comp player uh, comparisons for everybody in there. Um, it's just so much information. It's too much information, but whatever. You know, I'm looking at my big board. Aziz Ojolari was my number 22 player. He's the last first-round grade that I have. I only have 22 first-round grades this year. That's it. And I know somebody's like, well, there's 32 first-rounders. There's 30. Yeah, I get that. I only have 22 first-round graded players. A lot of teams cut it off 16 to 18. I have 22. I love Aziz. Um, so he, he's gone. At that point, I'm not trading up for a second-round graded player. Because, again, if I'm looking at number 24 on my big board, okay? or So, Rondell Moore is kind of that second round kind of starter guy that was still available. And I'm dropping all the way down. Goodness. Man, I, I could you could go a ways here. Um, man, probably pick 42 with Joseph Osai. 
Those guys' grades for me, not much difference. There's not a big difference in this draft. That's the sweet spot. Whenever you get to that kind of, you know, 24 to 42-ish, there's a whole bunch of guys in there that I'm just, you know what? Cool. I'm fine with them being there. I, I, I don't need to jump up for them. Just wait. Be patient. So we get to 43. A lot of guys still left on the clock. Uh, Creed Humphrey, I've talked about him too much. Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State, who I actually have a higher grade on than Creed at the guard spot. Just depends on what you want to use him. If you're looking for a center guard, Creed blows him out of the water. If you're looking for a pure guard, Wyatt Davis would start over Daniel Brunskill and over um, Colton McKivitz day one. He would be a plug-and-play starter at right guard. That's what he played. Um, he would be awesome. But again, if you're looking long-term, you're still going to need a center. I don't think White Davis is going to be that spot. I don't think that's his, his role. So if you just want to guard White Davis, I'd prefer him. But if you're looking for somebody to play guard for a year, then transfer in a year or two when Alex Mack is done to center, he's not your guy. A couple edge players. Uh, Joe Tryon was there. Joseph Osai was there. Um, I like Joe Tryon. I had a lot of fun. Just did some more Washington uh, defensive tape. That was fun. Wide receivers, Rondell Moore. He's the highest player on my board here. Diami Brown, best deep threat. I mean, there, there's there's so many good guys. Asante Samuel's there. And I, I, I can hear people like, Asante Samuel, get the quarter. Get the quarter. Uh, but I'm just saying no. Like, there's so many guys here. I love so many guys. I don't care if I went with all those and more. So I start shopping the pick. And I start saying, you know what? Let's let's bounce back. And this is turning into one of my favorite moves. The drop back in the second, try to jump up in the third. Because again, that caveat of the sweet spot of this draft that I like, man, I want I want I want multiples. Because our next pick is until what was it, 102? Uh, yeah, 102. So we pick at 43, then we're basically 59 picks back. So I, I'm greedy. I want to be greedy. Go get him, right? That's kind of the mindset there. Uh, Landon Dickerson, yeah, he's a stud, and I love Landon Dickerson. He's got some major issues. And so, you know, in the second round, I'm a little bit more likely to make that pick for Landon Dickerson for sure, and I'm high on him. But whenever you look at his history, oh my gosh, it, it is scary. Four years ended with injuries, two ACLs, two ankles, and both the ACLs happened to each different leg, and both the ankles happened to each different leg. So he's got two bad ankles, he's got two bad ACLs, and he's six, um, six, three, thirty-three. I have him as a center, and find a six, six, three hundred thirty-three pound center in the Kyle Shanahan scheme. You're not going to find it. Now, he's athletic enough. We don't know because of the testing, because he's still recovering. I know we saw him do the cartwheels and all that kind of stuff. I love Landon Dickerson's film. It's so damn clean. But, gosh, two ACLs and two bum ankles? I don't know. Somebody's going to take him. I, I think he's too damn good. My player comp for Landon Dickerson is Ben Grubbs. Like, that's how high I see this dude. Like, I love his game. It's just too damn scary. A lineman with two bell knees and two bum um, ankles. That is rough. Um, so anyway, that, that that's rough. So I start shopping this pick. Okay, I want to drop back. The best trade that I got was with the Browns. So we drop, and, and I did this for a reason. This is why you do mock drafts. You, you want to see 
exactly what is good. And if you do something and you hate the outcome, you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't do that. I dropped back far. I dropped from 43, the Niners pick, all the way down to 59, 16 spots. Now, I don't think any of those guys are going to be there. Spoiler alert. All the players I've mentioned, they're God. <laughs> but I picked up an extra fourth rounder. So I dropped from 43 to 59 and I pick up number 110. And again, I'm going into this with the mindset of hopefully somebody falls to me at 59. They didn't. But I am going to jump up afterwards. So curious to see who falls back. I simulate all the way to 59 because I want to play this situation out. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. We get to 59 Every player mentioned above is gone. My heart breaks. But this is the draft. This is what it's like. This is the sweet spot. Listen to the guys that are still available. Edge, Ronnie Perkins. Uh, doing a film breakdown of him over the next couple of days. Edge, Joseph Asai. I like Joseph Asai. Cornerback, Aaron Robinson. Amazing slot guy, 5'10", undersized. Elijah Molden. We all like him. Tyson Campbell's still there. You know, big, tall, physical, ideal fit as an outside corner. Uh, I know Croc, uh, Eric Crocker's really, really big on him. Just listened to a podcast. He was on fourth and gold, I think, talking about Tyson Campbell. He'd be fine taking him in the second round. Quinn Miners is a little early for him. But, again, you want to strengthen that interior offensive line. Golly, uh, <laughs> Wisconsin Whitewater, baby. <laughs> He's just too damn fun. Josh Myers, who I think is a best center candidate out of all these guys. And so I'm over here looking at all of them. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, who is the best player on my big board? And I'm going through and I'm sizing up and just seeing where it is and all those things. 
here's what I come up with. And because I did the trade down, I was okay with this. Because I did the trade down, I was okay with this. I wouldn't do this at pick 43. But I say, you know what? Let's just see it. I take, you know, kind of fan favorite after the senior bowl. Some of you guys are going to get mad at me. <laughs> I take Quinn Miners. And I don't feel bad at all. The interior offensive lineman, you know, he started at right guard for three years, and that's what he would do for the 49ers. He'd start day one, and he could play center. They, they put him in there at the center, and he played great. 6'2", 320, little big, but man, can he move. 4.86 in the 40. Uh, he had a 1.73 10-yard split, 32-inch vertical at 320 pounds. Doesn't make sense. A bulldozer, three years started at right guard. Like I said, he was the offensive player of the week. He is incredible. And one of my favorite things with offense and defensive linemen, finished fifth in the state wrestling tournament in high school. And he threw a 55-foot throw and shot put. So the guy's well-rounded. Uh, I do have a quick clip here. There's no audio, but um, I, I pulled this off of YouTube, and you can see him. He's at the guard position and just suplexes a guy. Just got it on a loop for you. I mean, just literally picks a guy, flips his feet all the way over his head. You can see it at the top of the screen. He is just, he's mean as hell. Tone setter that just goes out there and eats people alive, and he is just not nice. Um, he can do it all. You know, the, a lot of the the best clips of the senior bowl, he tucked his jersey up underneath his shoulder pads and just had his big old belly out, baby. Quinn Miners. So do I like him in the second round? No, I don't. It's a little high. But we traded back, and it's a huge need. The 49ers get better. I think he starts day one. So I like this spot. Tell me what y'all think. Give me a grade. How do you guys feel? about Quinn Miners in the second round, the fact that we traded back to 59 and got an extra pick. Give me a grade. A, B, C, D, F minus. John Chapman, your grandparents are dumb. Uh, let me know. Throw that in the chat. Do want to say thank you, Adam. Appreciate the gift. He has a question. Let's get to that one. Uh, with Kendrick Bourne gone, we lose about 700 snaps on offense at wide receiver. Do you think Shannon will be bold and draft a wide receiver in round two or three? Where do you rank Cade uh, Smith? He's perfect, number three. I love Cade Smith. I am still Adam. Adam's one of our awesome Patreon subscribers. I am reaching out to as many scouts as I can to try to get scout tape all 22. I am 0 for 5. I, I'm going to do a breakdown. I just don't want to break down YouTube film. It's just hard to do, especially at that small school. I've watched Cade Smith. I like Cade Smith a lot. I think that he is a hell of a player. And there's kind of two ways to look at this. First off, you have to look at Kendrick Bourne. Okay, I love Kendrick Bourne, and I really did enjoy his time here. But you have to remember, Kyle Shanahan did not start him the last three weeks of the season with all those wide receivers out. He started um, Richie James ahead of him twice, and whenever <laughs> Richie James put up a huge stud, he started River Craycraft ahead of him. Kyle Shanahan knew he wasn't coming back, and he seemed fine with it. I'm very happy Kendrick Bourne got paid. I think that's huge. The issues I have is, man, the drops, the mental errors, running routes short, things like that. But, yeah, you got to give it to him. 700 snaps, you know, year-in, year-out production, didn't get hurt, and just was that guy. You have to replace that. Maybe it's, on the, maybe it's already on the roster. You know, I'm not I'm not putting much stock in Jalen Hurd and his health. If that happens, great. 
We're not putting much stock in Juwan Jennings' ability slash health. If that happens, great. River Craycraft ain't it. We know Richie James ain't it. Um, he's a fill-in guy. That's fine. You got to get somebody new. I like Kate Smith. Uh, sorry, Kate, Kate Johnson out of South Dakota State. Um, he, he's awesome. You know, you look at him, he's 5'10", 184. Not a burner. He ran a 4'5", But what is it that he can do? He can score touchdowns. <laughs> 28 uh, touchdowns in three seasons. 2020 was canceled for them, very similar um, to uh, what happened with Trey Lance and kind of what was going on there. But just he's all about acceleration, crazy good route runner, very, very quick feet, not a top-end speed, speed guy. Great kick returner. We know how much Kyle Shanahan loves that. He had two kick returns for a touchdown. He just is a guy that can do whatever the hell you want. He's a perfect fit for us. He really, really is. Now, he is undersized. Obviously, the competition level, but I think it translates whenever you watch him. His routes are good. Can he overcome those things? I think that he can. You know, where, where do you have him, and what does that look like? I have so many of these wide receivers in the second to third round. And a big reason why I went interior offensive line here in the second pick, I'm seeing a lot of the grades here. I got some A's, some B's, all those things. I don't like the interior line class after round two. Maybe if somebody falls, I love the wide receivers in three. I love the wide receivers in four. I love this wide receiver class in the fifth and sixth round. And so, you, Adam, what I do is, and again, this is just my own personal thing, it's, it's the question of scarcity. I, can, I love some of these wide receivers. Rondell Moore, Diami Brown, I'm so high on those two guys. I love them. But whenever I can get somebody somewhat comparable in round four, that's the thing. I'd rather have Quinn Miners in the second and maybe Cade in the third or Quinn Myers in the second. And, man, you, you just keep going down the list. Amari Rogers. I mean, golly, Sage Surratt. There's so many guys that you can get that are similar. Uh, but I do like Kate, uh, Kate Johnson. I'm going to get that to you for sure, that film. Uh, Niner by Nature, thanks for the gift, brother. Trey Smith, offensive lineman out of Tennessee. Dude is a stud. He's interesting, man, because if you look at Trey Smith, he was one of the top guys coming out of high school. I remember I follow high school recruiting pretty heavily. I'm a nerd. I've got issues. And so some of these names pop back up. Um, the problem is where do you play him? You know, he's a behemoth of a man. Uh, 6'5", 331. Again, there's not a lot of guys not named Trent Williams that are going to be in this, you know, Kyle Shanahan system that are going to be playing that spot. But, you know, we'll have to kind of see what happens. I do like him, though. And he is a 100% upside pick. And I think, I, I think it would be awesome to have him because a lot of teams project him at guard even though he's played tackle. But we'll just kind of have to see here. Yeah, getting some decent grades on here. Not a lot of great grades. Not a lot of bad ones. Nobody gave me an F there. That's, that's kind of rough. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to an F there. That's okay. Um, now, let's go to... Let's go back to this draft. We just got Quinn Miners. Um, and again, he, my player comp for Quinn Miners is Ronald Leary, but meaner. He can play everywhere. He can play tackle. He can play guard. He can, back, he can play center. But he is meaner. You're talking about a guy that's going to start for a long time. So, back into it. You know, we just picked at 59. Now what we're going to do, um, we're going to head down, and we're just going to let the draft kind of sort itself off. But I am watching edge rushers. I got to get an edge guy. I got to get an edge guy. And 
man, I kind of want a corner. So those are kind of the two spots. Wide receiver, I'm keeping an eye on that. But now I'm in that jump spot where these are the two positions that kind of stand out to me. And I get an offer to me. <laughs> they send me an offer. Pick number 77. Okay, so let me lay out the details of this trade. The Chargers, they want my number 102 pick. That was a sale of compensation pick at the end of the third round. They want 110. That's what we got for dropping back in the second round. And number 172, our middle fifth rounder. To jump up to 77 and get back a fourth. So we're trading away our, the end of the third, our fourth that we got in a trade, and a fifth rounder. We're getting number 77 and a fourth rounder, 118. So to kind of summarize this trade, I took it. I love this trade. We jump up 25 spots in the third, basically from the end of the third to you know pretty close to uh, the top half. It cost us eight spots in the fourth and a fifth round. And that fourth rounder we got for free just for falling back. That's done. We're, we're still, we got our first rounder. We got our second rounder. Now we're getting a way higher third round pick. This one might bother some people, and that's okay. We're on the clock at 77. The whole reason why I jumped up here is there was one corner that I just, I really, really like in the third. I just, I, third round is just where I think you should go. Cornerback Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. A lot of people are going to like this pick, and he's got some flaws to his game. There, there's no doubt about that. He came out of high school, again, back to the high school stuff. He was the number two corner behind Patrick Sertan, and they were teammates in high school, which I think is, is pretty damn funny. And so this, this happens. We jump up. We take cornerback Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. I want to show you kind of a, a perhaps not positive clip on him, but I want to talk about this because this is why I think he'll be there in the third round, and I'm going to talk about why we, he could return a lot of value. Here's Tyson Campbell, cornerback from Georgia. Watch him right here. Again, they're sending help now, so you can see how they're adjusting Tennessee is because they're already worried about this kid. So they, they just bring not only an extra blocker, they bring two blockers to his side. They're going to bring the wing back, which is a tight end, and they're putting the running back to his side as well. Did he catch this? He sure did. Man, Tyson Campbell, this corner. Let's go back and let's watch this because, again, this is a kid that's going to be a fourth-round corner that fits what the 49ers want to do. You're going to see right here just in man coverage. Turns into the sidelines well. Top end speed is a concern. You can tell that right off the bat. Again, this is Tyson Campbell, 6'2", 185. He's in position, never gets turns to make a play on the ball. Speed is a concern, though. Come on, turn around, make a play. Turn around, make a play. That's a perfectly placed ball. That's the second time he's got beat this game. That was a bad game for him. Um, and so I started, that was my first gay film on him. And I was like, Oh, you even heard me say it. Ah, fourth round corner. Uh, then I watched another game film of him, And I was like, Oh, all right. All right. This is getting better. And then I watched another game film of him, And I'm just like, Holy cow. Um, I love this guy uh, again. You know, I said this earlier, uh, Eric Crocker's got a second round grade on this kid and would, has no problem with the 49ers taking him at 43. We get him at 77 crazy speed. And sometimes the speed doesn't translate on film for Georgia corners. Uh, he ran a 4.36. 
75 75.5-inch wingspan. He's got long arms, 34-inch vertical. I mean, he's got all of the things you want. Elite size, build, great in the run game. I mean, he's got what the 49ers want, and because he struggled with the deep ball and ball skills, you get him much later. I like this pick. I'm not in love with it. But it is a huge need. And the fact that the 49ers already have their starting corners, right? Outside, you got Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley. Put Kwan Williams in the slot. Now, Verrett and Kwan Williams are on one-year deals. You just set them back there and you teach them. You just set them back and teach. If somebody gets hurt, you put them in there. You're a three-year starter in the SEC. He's played against the best. But you just let them learn. And if you could get him to play the deep ball a little bit better then I think you have a home run there because he, he checks all the other boxes, and he's a perfect zone fit corner. So that's who we got at 77. Now let's get to the jersey giveaway, baby. Uh, the Fred Warner jersey giveaway. I, I freaking love this, man. It, it's pretty cool. And again, I want to say thank you to our friends at hereisthetake.com. Go follow them on Twitter at hereisthetake. They're awesome. Uh, whatever video games, uh, movies, uh, much more of a movie and sports site. But go check it out. It's pretty awesome. So thank you to this. Um, the winner is, here we go, Tito. Uh, his Twitter handle, at Balada 2 Congratulations. Reach out to me. Uh, DMs, at JL underscore Chapman. You already are following me. You should see it on there. Or email me. I'm going to make sure I get you the right size, get that shipped out to you, and cover all those. Thank you again from our awesome freaking sponsor. Again, we're, we're hoping to do some more of these. So again, Tito, congratulations. And if you didn't win, this is our fifth giveaway in four episodes. And the draft is right around the corner. We're going to have all kinds of stuff. So don't you worry. Uh, if you didn't win, we we got you covered, man. My, my I think our new goal of the 49ers Rush podcast is to make everybody look like the best fan base in the world because we're just decking everybody out. All right. Back to the draft. Um, we are sitting there. We picked 77, and I, I want to be greedy. I'm telling you. I decided to trade up again. <laughs> John Lynch did not have one original pick last year in 2020. Every pick was traded. Every one. Why not? Let's just keep it going. So we pick at 77. And now I trade up to 86. Okay, what's that cost to get up there? I trade with the Jets. Robert Solids keep the connection going. Jets get our fourth rounder, 117, and our sixth rounder, 194. So I trade a four and a six to jump up all the way to 86. Now, again, this is the middle of a third round pick, right smack dab in the middle. But there's somebody I want. And whenever you have a player that you want to target, you go get that guy. Um, we still needed an edge rusher and a wide receiver. Again, I, I kind of, if we get one of those wide receivers, I, I, would, I would love it. But again, there's so many guys there that you can get later at the wide receiver position. I go get one of the last remaining edge guys that I'm in love with. I'm seeing uh, Roche um, in a lot of the chat. He was gone. Um, I really like him, too, out of Miami. He transferred from Temple. Yeah, pretty high on him. But I actually like Peyton Turner more. And that's who I'm taking here. Edge rusher from Houston, 6'5", 270, Peyton Turner. Let's see him give the number two pick in this draft a hard time. Yep, and you're about to get the sack right here. Here we go. Let's watch it. Edge, Peyton Turner. 
<laughs> coming at it. Now, also got to add this number 67 here, this offensive tackle, he's going to be a draft kid too. Um, so you're seeing Edge uh, Peyton Turner versus Brady Christensen, six foot six, three hundred swing tackle, probably fifth, sixth round. Uh, Going to be a day three guy for a power scheme, but this is NFL on NFL. So let's watch how this plays out. Uh, Peyton Turner, he is a man. Yeah, I basically got hogtied. It shows you what the length and athleticism that Peyton Turner has. Presses upfield, comes under on that just swim move, that rip move, and then is able to press outside and not give up leverage. So here, here's the thing. You're talking about Zach Wilson. He's got speed. But look at the length and athleticism of Peyton Turner to make sure and re-get outside, extend his wingspan, and bring down the QB in a very violent way. <laughs> That's a hell of a rep there from Peyton Turner. And a lot of scouts watching this, I mean, they're all watching Zach Wilson, but they're like, whoa, this is an NFL prototypical defensive end that we like. I like this play a lot there, man. He just puts power, athleticism, and length all on display here. Speed presses upfield, comes underneath with the hands. That's Peyton Turner. Nice sack there. And, you know, I kind of got tipped onto him by watching that game. And I was like, I, I got to watch more of this kid. And the more you watch him, the more you like him. Because he, he's just too damn good. And everything that he does, his length, he has an 84-inch wingspan. It's, it's crazy. And his stats aren't great because they only played five games this year. So he had five sacks in five games. You got to love that. He's all over the place, 90% uh, or 90 grade for pass rush, 91.7 true pass rush, 16.8% pass rush win rate. I really like this kid. And I again, you're looking for guys that fit what the Niners want to do. I mean, he, he's basically Kerry Hyder. He's got that build, that motor, that length, that power, just a lot younger. That's Edge Peyton Turner out of Houston. And I'm, you know, I'm looking back at this draft and I'm loving it. Justin Fields, obviously, that's great. Got an interior offensive line, Quinn Miners. Going to be a fan favorite. Tyson Campbell, perfect scheme fit at a position of need and can develop because of the roster that we had ahead of him. Peyton Turner, why not get more draft or more edge guys? You can't have enough. And so we're sitting there and we're just chilling. All the way until our last pick here. And again, we got this pick in one of the trade backs, the 118. So whenever we traded back, uh, we picked up this 118. So now we're back on the clock. I just simulated through for the first time. I'm not going to make a trade. And at 118, Adam, I hope you're still with us, man. Because there's a stud wide receiver that is sitting there that shouldn't be there. And the 49ers already know him. The 49ers already know their coach. The 49ers have already gone through their tape, been to the campus, and met this kid, and they like him. And so what happens next? 49ers have picked 118 through one of the traded picks we got back. Wide receiver Frank Darby at Arizona State. I like him. I like this kid a lot. Uh, you know, he was the number two. He was the number two guy um, with uh, when Brandon Ayuk was there. And so there's just a lot to really, really like about this kid. And here's the thing. He was supposed to kind of take over this year. That, that was the idea. 
He was going to take over the wide receiver one, but the Pac-12 got their uh, season shortened and all that kind of stuff. And then on top of that, he had a rib injury. But get this. His average yard per reception was higher. He averaged more than Brandon Ayuk did. Three-year starter. And again, you want to go back and you watch some of those highlights of Brandon Ayuk, the wide receiver on the other field making plays? That's Frank Darby. Six foot, 201. He ran a 4.59. He's not a speedster. Now, that's a little bit of a red flag, and that's why he's here. But 34.5-inch vertical, that's kind of crazy. And you look at the upper body strength. He did 19 bench press reps with 225. 19. The dude is stacked, and it comes across in his film. Just up. He wins with great routes. He stacks corners like a stud. I don't have a clip here yet. Sorry about that. Um, JV version over here. Chapman, I need to step my game up. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, runs great routes and is so physical. He's mean as hell. He was a stud basketball player in high school. He started as a true freshman um, and lettered in volleyball. So you know he's got ups. Uh, first person in his family to graduate college. Awesome story. You can look into, you know, he's pretty open with uh, his life off the field. This guy wants it as much as anybody else. So again, Talking about that number three, talking about filling in uh, Kendrick Bourne, guess who's the loudest talker on this team for three years straight? Frank Darby. And not only is he a talker, he's a leader. So I think he fits that wide receiver three mold, but he also fits the personality. And it's somebody that Brandon Ayuk's already comfortable with. And so there's just so many ties here. Herm Edwards, best friend of John Lynch is the head coach. It just makes too much, too much sense. And so I really, really like this pick. Oh, man, just want to say thank you, Brian. Uh, appreciate the gift, sir. He says, I like Peyton Turner. Thoughts on Ronnie Perkins in the second. Looks like a bendy speed rusher. Uh, you're exactly correct, man. You you nailed it down. Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma. I'm a Longhorn. He's pissed me off for years. 6'3", 251. He's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, whenever you look at his numbers, 6'3", 251, you wouldn't think that. He's a guy that kind of shows up. You think much more, you know, uh, 6'5", kind of 270, kind of like a Peyton Turner. But he's got all those things. He's developmental 5-tech, perfect for, uh, you know, a 4-3. That's where he is going to be for sure. But, you know, some of the things that I, I think that he has that this class lacks, there's not a true edge bender. You look at Brian Burns, right? You look at Vaughn Miller. Now, those guys were all first-round guys. But if you are looking for that speed-to-edge bend in this class, it's almost non-existent. You know, I you look at the edge class. Quiddy Pay's got it. Okay, cool. I'm fine with Quiddy Pay. Aziz Ojolari has it, but he's so small and just an outside speed guy. That's all that he has. You go all the way down this list. You go, okay, Jason Oway, he's got that. No production, zero sacks last year. You're down to Ronnie Perkins, and he's one of the guys that when you're looking at him, you think, all right, this guy kind of has it. Because, in, you know, if I just pull up, you know, I'm just kind of looking at a couple things here. The production that he had in a very bad conference, you know, you kind of got to, you always have to put that into perspective. I'm a Big 12 guy, but it is a subpar uh, kind of conference. That's just what it is. But you've got a three-year starter here with 16 and a half sacks to his name. And it's just elite production from his freshman, sophomore, junior year. Great in the run game. He's just all over the place and just super clean. So I like Ronnie Perkins in the second round. I do. 
but I'm not as high on him as I am a couple edge players that will also go in that same tier. And so that's why, man, for me, I would prefer Joe Tryon. I would prefer Joseph Osai because I think they have a higher ceiling because of their body composition and what they're made up of. If you're looking at somebody who might have a bigger impact day one, I'm fine with Ronnie Perkins. And if you like Ronnie Perkins more than those other two guys, I don't have a problem with that. But, again, undersized, is he already tapped? You know, that's kind of the question I have there, Brian. But his film's fun. I don't have clips for you, unfortunately. I wish I did. Uh, but, yeah, he's a hell of a player. And, again, appreciate the gift. The, the gift. So, let's look at this. Uh, Jason, uh, pre- Jason Leckie, uh, great job rounding out this draft. Let's look at it, okay? I only went through four rounds. Um, so, let's pause and let's look at this. We get Justin Fields round one. Trade back for Quinn and Miners. Again, if you take him at 43, I don't like it. You trade back, get some extra draft capital. I think it's a good fit. Tyson Campbell, this is kind of the big uh, swivel if you will, or pivot point of the draft. This is a, yeah. <laughs> I don't love it, but man, if it pans out, holy cow, you've got a stud, and he's got time to wait. It's a perfect spot for Tyson Campbell. Maybe not the best spot for the 49ers, if that makes sense. If Tyson Campbell is going to be successful in the NFL, it's going to be in a spot like this, where he doesn't have to play right away. He started since he was a true freshman. Let that dude sit and learn and correct some of the things that he can't fix. Get Peyton Turner. I love this pick. That's probably my favorite. And then uh, Frank Darby. So you're walking away with Justin Fields. Guess what? Not going to start first half of the season. Quinn Miners, he starts right away. Tyson Campbell doesn't start right away. Peyton Turner, situational edge rusher in this lineup. Frank Darby, wide receiver three at best. This speaks volumes to the depth the 49ers have created. We have no holes. We have no holes. Our starting roster is there. And whenever you go into a draft and your biggest need is a wide receiver three or cornerback depth, and you throw the quarterback situation out of there, that's fine. You can talk about that. But what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have built, ooh, pretty damn fun. Just imagine what happens if they hit at three. What happens if this team hits at three? Go back to the first draft. I'm going to close this out here in a minute. That draft sucked. <laughs> it was the worst draft ever. Um, it was so bad. But whenever we look at it, we actually don't really mind it too much. Why? Because the 49ers got one key stud. Again, let's, let's go pick by pick through this awful draft just real fast because I, I think it kind of helps us. Okay, Solomon Thomas, number three, bust. Reuben Foster traded for him, bust. C.J. Beathard, third round, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, he's gone. Kella Witherspoon, yeah, whatever. He was either the best player on the field or the worst player on the field. Joe Williams, bust. How are you a running back drafted and never even get a carry? Oh, that's insane. Trent Taylor, he was a Band-Aid player for the first year. Injuries caught up, never was the same. Peter Tom Paneo, situational pass rusher, never panned out. DJ Jones, awesome pick. Sixth round. Adrian Colbert, really solid pick for a seventh rounder. But George effing Kittle, baby, saved the draft. You got somebody that's an all-pro player that is on a Hall of Fame trajectory, not saying he's there yet. That one little pick 
and it changed everything. You had all those misses. And all that to say this. The one pick you have to hit on this, this draft is pick number three. You get that one right. You get that one right. This team's going to be here for a long damn time. Love it, guys. Really do appreciate all the support, the gifts, which was awesome. More giveaways. Congratulations to the winners, the jersey and the hat. Uh, two weeks, just over two weeks till we get to the draft itself. As always, Patreon, man. Best way to support the podcast. Allows us to do giveaways like this. And, man, we're just uploading so much film. My draft book will be available on for all Patreon subscribers, no matter the level. Um, so if you're a Frank Gore or Jerry Rice tier member, you get that free. It's, it's included in your membership. Uh, no extra cost, whatever. Um, so just want to say thank you. Head over there, patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. And as always, I love it. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.